Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 80 of On the Flank. I am one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, episode 80. We're 20 away from episode 100. Uh, how does it feel? It's crazy. I mean, uh, the, you know, it's been like a year and a half at least now. Um, and, and we still haven't quite made it there, but we will. Yeah. Um, and that's super cool. It's weird because our episode 100 probably won't be anything special. It'll just be like another week. That's what that's what happens when you do have like a sort of weekly schedule type thing based it off Overwatch League. Might be around finals time. That'd be very nice. I'd love that. Yeah. That would land perfectly. Uh, but sadly, it's not finals quite yet. We're still, uh, <laughs> we're still in the season. We're like, I don't. I'm hesitant to call it almost halfway done with the season because I know they still have to stuff in a lot of matches that uh, we missed at the beginning. Um, but we're getting there. Week week nine done and over. Uh, we had <clears throat> what was it? Ten matches. Yeah, 10 yeah. matches. Yep. Um, and yeah, we got to see a bunch. We got to see the Fusion, and I believe the Justice weren't there last weekend, maybe um, this week. Um, yeah, I think that's I think it's accurate. And then the Dallas, Dallas Fuel made their return this weekend, too. So, I mean, let, let's just start going down the list. I mean, we could we could start with the Justice, who uh, did not have a good weekend, Joe, at all. Uh, online not treating them well so far they first lost to the toronto defiant three to one people started sticking this defiant team at the bottom of their power rankings but so far in online games they ain't too shabby um of course beating the uprising last week and now beating the justice both three to one um and now maybe it's now that hero pools are on because they do have everyone the the hero supposed hero pool god surefor on their team of course (laughs) Uh, when yeah. when everyone mentioned hero pools, they were like, "Sure for sure for will be good at that." Um, so, yeah, I, I, we can I, we could start with Toronto, I guess. Are you is, is Toronto looking up for you? I know they beat the Uprising, and then Justice has been like a little mediocre, but they're they're somewhere in the middle there. Um, after this win, are you are you back on your high horse with Toronto? I know you were at the beginning of the season. I mean, they're they're um, you know it's. We're uh, relatively easy to say, you know, they could be on their way up. Um, we're, uh, you know, looking ahead at matches for Toronto, and I know haven't really talked about this week yet. Uh, you know, they're facing Houston in Week Ten. Uh, beyond that, we don't really know. But uh, you know, that's another definitely winnable match, I think, for Toronto. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, if you're a you're a fan there, you've got to be excited. Uh, right now, sitting at 13. Um, in the league standings right now with the uh, three and four record, but you know if you even that up, all of a sudden you've got uh, enough wins to put you in number eight. Um, it, it's it's an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting situation there, in for sure. And yeah, I think the hero pools have helped you absolutely right. Um, and it, <laughs> I think this uh, is it, sort of stepping back a little bit about this week we just saw. Um, but it's becoming more and more apparent, uh, like the effect of the hero pools. I think, um, like for example, a team like Toronto um, versus a team like I had an example and I lost it. The example was Chengdu, I think. 
Uh, but but uh, to comparing those two types of teams, right? Because first of all, you've got uh, the the teams that clearly have practiced something like specific uh, based based on like the intent of what they think uh, this with the weekly meta is going to be, and that's you know something we predicted was going to happen. Uh, but it became much more visible, I think, uh, this week, even then in some past weeks with Hero Pools. Um, that again, I think Chengdu, as I recall, is, was a good example of that this week in both of their matches. Uh, like playing what they had clearly practiced and were comfortable with, um, even when it didn't appear to be working against, um, you know, what their opponents might have decided to run. So it's interesting to think about. But you, you contrast that with Toronto, who were cl- who were clearly super comfortable in the. the the NA East meta that had developed because uh, that was my other sort of big observation was this week we saw three pretty distinct um, meta games honestly uh, between between the three regions whether if it was North America East you were playing Torbjorn if it was uh, which I which I didn't think I would ever say on this show it fits um, it fits that uh, conference perfectly it fits it perfectly uh, yeah uh, North America East you play Torbjorn North America West you play you know Doomfist Reaper um, uh, and all the Eastern teams were playing a lot of Wrecking Ball not, not all the time um, but a lot of Wrecking Ball we saw and it's uh, it's fascinating that. That that's sort of stratified, and I, I can't help but imagine that that's going to continue um, to be that way, you know, as long as these these regions are sort of divided like that. But I mean, you know, on the one hand, it makes for super interesting Overwatch, uh, but again, reeling it back into Toronto, you get matches like this where you know you have one team that's super comfortable, um, another team that might be less so, um, and you keep having that kind of success. I thought it wasn't Wrecking Ball banned this week. <laughs> think so um well then what in the world was i thinking of <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking of they usually uh, yeah, i mean that yeah, definitely last band. yeah last week I, there was a lot of wrecking ball out of that it's um, true area for sure um and i think that might honestly that might have been a reason why Chengdu struggled a little bit to get wins they they lost both their games um as they weren't missing that wrecking ball and yeah it's a weird balance between really just mastering something that you're good at personally versus trying to figure out the meta. Um, I know from interviews from players uh, in previous weeks, it seems like players uh, at first, at least with hero pools were really focused on figuring out, okay, with these heroes bands, what is the meta? And they weren't really as focused on, okay, what would we be comfortable playing? Which I think, I think there's definitely an argument to be made that you should just start, strategizing and building around what composition you're the best at because there's just never going to be a meta you know um the only situation you get screwed in is if you've practiced a certain comp and then one of those heroes gets banned and that comp can't just be just can't be ran anymore um but it seems like there are comps that'll be viable in a lot of different metas because because every week's a different story no one knows what the meta is um quite yet unless unless we get like a repeat four bands at some point um and then we'll just be like oh the meta was like that when that happened but um yeah it's it's super interesting seeing how different teams react to different metas 
Uh, for example, the Val- the Los Angeles Valiant looked a lot better last week than they did this week, losing to the Shock and the Shock. Obviously, looking back to normal, um, like both me and Joe predicted. Uh, but I think it was the Dallas Fuel match that was a little more concerning about the Los Angeles Valiant. That was like, oh, maybe they. D- I don't know. You always look at this and you're like, wait, was it just the pool? Because you like, I don't know. You watch you watch the games and you're like, oh, they did not look good today. But then you for- you kind of like forget about the pool right and you're like oh it could have been the pool um as an as an analyst just like adds adds another thing uh another layer to it you're like oh yeah they they were running this last week and they can't run it this week i think it was most apparent for chung do of course among loves running ranking ball and he could not pull that out this week and he did last week fairly often so and chung do looked better last week than they did this week um but yeah, we finally, as far as, I mean, we could take a trip to, to, to the Asian teams right now because as far as that goes, we, we got a little bit more separation here. Last week, all of them went one and one. This week, there was some more consistency. You had Shanghai winning two games, Chengdu losing two, and then Guangzhou and Hangzhou splitting, uh, both going one and one. Um, so yeah, it's not as much as a circle as much um, anymore this week, Joe, but I mean, obviously, Shanghai impressing you a lot. I, do you think their one loss was just kind of a fluke? They, they, besides that one game, they've looked pretty dominant, right? Yeah, I think out of certainly out of the four teams that we're sitting on, um, uh, yeah, Shanghai is certainly looking to be the top. And again, just partly just by virtue of um, lots of the close matches we've seen. I think uh, Hangzhou and Guangzhou are like right there below. Uh, honestly, yeah, Chengdu. Uh, you're right. Looks really, really good um, in week eight, but then yeah, this past week fell off, um, which you know on the one hand is concerning, but again, you know they didn't have the wrecking ball. That's that's fine. But but yeah, I think Shanghai definitely on the top of that region there, and I believe this is the region that Vancouver is now joining. Yeah, Vancouver <laughs> will be joining in week ten, uh, and that'll be super interesting to see when when they get to play. Um, they're playing Guangzhou and Chengdu next week. Uh, but for example, Vancouver Shanghai, I think it's gonna be a really exciting game. Uh, whenever we end up getting that one. Oh yeah, that's I, I I think some people would argue those are two of the top teams, or the two top teams right now. So that's gonna be interesting. I am super excited. Vancouver is joining these teams specifically because I think I think the division is stacked already, and now it's gonna be even more stacked when they add Vancouver in, and then. Uh, Honestly, I do think London's gonna be struggling, Joe, once they join these teams, uh, because I think in the in the Atlantic Conference, London can pull out some wins here and there. But I don't know if this team of rookies is as good as Guangzhou, Hangzhou, Chengdu, Shanghai, and Vancouver. Like I think they're gonna be struggling. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be uphill, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm interested. This I don't think we've heard any news about like New York or anything. I'm interested to see where that's going to go. New York's still not on the schedule for, for this week at least. So um, I'm interested to see if they're moving to Korea or if they are just going to like continue to have their stance of like, yeah, we just can't play um, until this dies down. So that'll be interesting. Um, but yes, as far as other games go, um, your fusion came back this week, Joe. Um, they three owed Washington justice still looking like a top team in the league. Absolutely, that was my uh, sort of honorable mention. 
uh, match to rewatch too for this past <laughs> week. I mean, when you have you know the the Carpe Torbjorn pull out, I mean that's that's uh, it's a pretty significant uh, match highlight there, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know again with the, the, the there was there were several significant match chat um, highlights this week, and, and Carpe on the Torbjorn telling Corey to sit was one of them. <laughs> Sit. <laughs> Not um, even sit down. Just, just sit. <laughs> sit. Uh, Hisu also made his debut. Uh, of course, Hisu turning 18 during um, the little break, I guess, we had uh, when coronavirus was first hitting hard. But now he's here. Joe, as a Philly fan, were you impressed by Hisu's first outing? I would say so, yeah. And, I mean, particularly... Um, it was it was good. I think um, I'm interested to see how it develops. To see him on uh, the Reaper, for example, uh, that's traditionally one of Carpe's heroes, um, and also one that, in general, um, the the fan the, the fan base doesn't um, think very highly of <laughs> uh, Carpe's Reaper. I think is fair to say. Um, but yeah, so to see to see Hisu trying that out and find the success he did was super good. Um, and yeah, it's it's uh, if that means that you can free your your star DPS player to do some of these other to fill some of these other more specialized roles. I mean, again, you've got you've still got EQO and Ivy on the bench, which is <laughs> which is and and Chipsa, you know, which we didn't see. Yeah, Chipsa, um, of course. <laughs> even even when uh, May was banned, we didn't see Chipsa, but uh, but yeah, incredible DPS players on this roster, and uh, yeah, he's just absolutely. Um, you know, contributing to that. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was pretty impressive. And now, I don't know. The Phillies got a stacked, stacked DPS squad here. Um, so I, hero pools aren't going to affect them too much. I think they've got a lot of flexibility now. I think it seems like no matter what Carpe is going to be in, which makes sense to me, 100%. I approve. Um, and then the second DPS, I mean, if, if there's a, if a meta comes where he not as good, you can just throw an Ivy or throw in, uh, EQO. Um, have we seen EQO this season? Uh, I feel like a little bit cause yeah, he usually plays like at least last season. He usually played May, um, when, when, when I know, May I know, out. I know Ivy came out at least at the beginning of the season as their May player. But I yeah. feel like we've seen EQL just a tiny bit, maybe. Um, but yeah, I do miss EQL because he's pretty good too. But yeah, Phillies, Phillies looking pretty good. Um, I'm more and more impressed with them every week, of course, as usual. Oh yeah, my match to rewatch were either Guangzhou match. They went to five maps twice this week. They won one and lost the other against Hangzhou. I think both of those some some good opportunities, and I. I would imagine most of the people who listen to us are from NA and probably couldn't possibly um, watch those live because <laughs> it's very hard to if you're in it's NA. True. So I think the Asian matches are always a good good games to point out to people and say, hey, you should watch these ones this week. Um, also, you it, could watch watch them all. They're, it's so fun. I love watching um, these these Asian teams play. They're very good. Maybe eventually we'll learn Korean and we can start um, <laughs> cater, catering to a different audience. Yes, on the flank Korean edition. Um, <laughs> we'll get on that. Uh, we've, got, we've got all this free time sitting at home now. Yeah. 
Dallas Fuel returned this week, um, and they looked really bad, and then pretty good. Um, I mean, it's true. Yeah. They faced the LA teams. Uh, the first LA team they faced the Gladiators. They got stomped, um, and the Gladiators look great. And as a Gladiators fan, Joe, I love this team. I think this is one of my. <laughs> I think this is my favorite iteration of Gladiators ever. I love space. I love OG. I love Bird Ring. Bird Ring. Bird Ring. Bird Ring. He's good. He's good again. It seemed like last year. I think. I think we saw it with Soul when they played last week. And now we're seeing a bird, wing more, bird ring more and more every w- week. It seemed like that London team last year was just, and the year before, was just not the best place to play. Um, clearly, because their talents weren't fully being used. Because now they're they're all they've all left London, and they're all very good, Joe. They're all doing super well. Um, they're they're acting like the players who won that season one grand final, in all in mostly different places now. Uh, but Bird Ring is my weekly MVP, even though it was against the Dallas Fuel, I know. They still looked real good. Um, and I'm impressed with the Gladiators. So there's my little Gladiators update for the week, I guess. We could <laughs> if, we could talk about the Fuel more, who the ones who lost this match. Um, I don't know. Do you think they – because they hadn't played since week one. Do you think they just need to – Needed to uh, get in there a little bit before they could pull out that win, of course, against the Valiant. Like, what do you, why'd, why'd we see? It felt like almost two different fuels. Um, maybe the Gladiators are just be- way better than the Valiant. Uh, what do you, th- what are you, what is, wh- give me a, give me a quick check on the, on the fuel. Are they good or they're bad? What's happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure shaking some of the dust off was part of it. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't go for, you know, eight or nine weeks. Um, of the of the regular season, um, not playing each other, and then you know expect to uh, just launch right into it. Um, I'm trying to go back and see because uh, Gladiators and Valiant haven't played each other yet, have they? Uh, other than in the yeah. show match, yeah, uh, they were supposed to that week, and then it turned to show matches instead. Yeah, uh, so so that'll be interesting when we do see that. Uh, that might be week ten. Uh, but just in terms of like seeing where they are in relation to each other, uh, they do not play each other week ten. But, uh, but, but yeah, I think you're right. That's uh, definitely it looks a lot better for the fuel um, against the LA Valiant. Uh, and in fact, uh, Dallas in that game in particular uh, is another example of those teams that um, just really having good success with what they know and with what they're comfortable with. This this was the um, the match I wanted. Um, I would recommend you go back and look at is, is Dallas um, against the Valiant, um, just because of how you know Dallas was just able to sort of ring that one out <laughs> all the way to five maps, um, three two series back and forth, um, back and forth all the way through, and despite um, um, you, you know despite some issues, despite you know what um, the casters for this match, I forget who. I forget what uh, pair it was, but despite what the casters were calling a lot of like inflexibility um, uh, on the part of the Dallas roster, I mean, you had Decay um, uh, find, finding success on Tracer or no success at all, uh, <laughs> alternately. Uh, uh, Gansu, my MVP from this week, uh, specifically actually for this match, because um, again, the Gladiators one wasn't very, uh, wasn't very good for the field, but um, coming out and picking up a really nice win over the LA Valiant um, in just a good match. I mean, this is 
this is the kind of thing you want to see. And uh, you know, props to uh, was it Dreamer, I believe, on uh, Reinhardt for the LA Valiant, uh, who had probably the the the, the clip of the week uh, with this Route 66 shatter. Uh, if you haven't seen it, but um, but but yeah, it's a good series. Um, you know, and it's good to see the Dallas Fuel sort of <laughs> warmed up. Uh, uh, which I guess is a pun. I don't know. Fuel to the uh, fire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. Always, always nice to see the fuel win. I guess I. It feels weird. To, I don't like seeing them struggle so much, especially because I feel like they have a lot of fans that they need to please. Um. But yeah, I. <sighs> Um, I don't, I don't think I have anything else really to say about this week. You got anything, Joe? I mean, I, we skipped over Houston, Paris, which I guess is kind of significant because last time these two played Paris actually lost. Um, sure. And this time Paris won. That was but the I, week that, uh, uh, what week was that? That was the week that Reinhardt was banned or something. And, and Houston got, yeah, got to play a lot of Winston. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah, that, that was solid. We have we're up to I think double digit hammer kills now, in the Overwatch League. So that's exciting. Nice. That is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, then we can go into the news. Uh, and the first one is a follow up on Mufin. Um, of course, if you didn't listen last week or just haven't been paying attention at all. Uh, there were accusations towards uh, Mufin of the Boston Uprising. Um, basically, some some women came out and said that he was abusive towards them, uh, aggressive towards them, and flirting, sending unsolicited uh, nude photos to uh, underage girls. So the Uprising last week said that they were going to do an investigation um, and get to the bottom of it. And uh, on April 4th, they said the contract of Mufin has been terminated. They left it at that. That's all we know. Even as, a, as an employee of the Boston Uprising, that's all I know, too. So don't know if they found anything. Don't know um, if it's true or, or if they just didn't want to have to deal with it. Um, and it would just work out better to terminate the contract. Who knows? But Mufin is... Is gone either way, uh, which means more Brucin for the Boston Uprising and uh, possibly some more pickups too. So that is exciting from what I've what I've seen from Brucin so far. I'm I'm excited to see him more. Um, but yeah, uh, of course we the one the other thing we didn't really talk about from this past week, which is probably the most talked about thing. Um, Joe mentioned it a little bit earlier online. Our chat was enabled during these matches, during some of these matches here. Um, and during the Los Angeles Valiant San Francisco shock match, there was the, the, the players did not, they weren't aware of this, Joe. It, it seemed evidently not. Yeah. Um, so specifically Lastro and rascal, uh, weren't too aware. <laughs> um, they both got fined a thousand dollars for, uh, using inappropriate language in the chat. Um, of course, Lastro, probably one of the finest quotes uh, <laughs> from a player, uh, big dick sex, of course. Yes. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, but yeah, 
The poor, poor super trying to yeah <laughs> just, just trying to it was like super and i don't even know who else in the chat just like wait no no don't yeah super just kept saying no stop please <laughs> <laughs> just kept saying please and OB, obs winston of course yeah <laughs> of course obs winston uh but yeah they the fifth got fined a thousand dollars for that yeah there's some people that are like, this is stupid. They just said swear words. I'm on the side that it's like, well, if they don't find them, then the entire chat's just going to be filled with that all the time. I got to set an example, I guess. Uh, and they're trying to get sponsors and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. they got to they gotta find them. That's true. Um, okay. New live patch, Joe. The patch man is here. Um Absolutely. And this was stuff that went from that came from the experimental tab too, right? Um, yeah, that's true. Actually, I, I put on a rundown. It uh, came directly copied from PTR. But you're right; it was actually the um, most recent experimental card. Um, but so we'll, so we'll go through that really quick. It's exactly the same as if you played the experimental card, or if you heard our show talking about it most recently. Um, there's uh, a buff to Ash. She has a uh, 15 bullets now instead of 12. Um, so her, her firing speed stuff is different, a little bit less spread on her unscoped shots, uh, so that's fine. Uh, Genji's uh, recovery fire, recovery time between secondary fire shots uh, has been decreased very slightly. Um, May's ammo has been tweaked so that um, she can use less of her left click freeze beam and more of her right click freeze icicles before having to reload. Um, so that's, uh, you know, intended to keep her a little bit less uh, crowd control y and potentially a little bit more um, like long range damage, which I'm sure is more of a side effect than anything. But uh, Farah got a really nice buff. Um, tuning uh, the way her damage is calculated, uh, more of it now belongs to the explosion rather than the impact itself of a direct hit um which i believe is i didn't go back and check but i believe is is reverting to uh far before uh her most recent change um which had it the way it is currently now on live um and reinhardt's steadfast passive uh knockback resistance has been reduced from 50 percent to 30 percent, so he's a little bit more floaty now um but certainly not as much as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Relatively smallish patch, but still a good one to be there. And um, that'll be live in the Overwatch League. Um, not this not this weekend, but the weekend after that. Okay, interesting. Um, of course, everyone's going to be like, May is dead. That's the main thing to focus on, I guess. Um yeah, and so far, I haven't played around with the new May at all. I have played on a team where the other, my, the other one of the players on my team played May, and she seemed pretty useless. Um, <laughs> I don't, maybe it was just specifically that player in gold where I'm playing that just sucked at May. But uh, yeah, he, he was dying immediately almost every time. I was just like, ugh. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, some buffs to Ash too. Although, I don't know. The 15, 15, if you've ever played Ash and you've tried to reload all your bullets, you, you really hate it, right? Yeah. Um, and adding bullets is 
feels like a nerf. <laughs> like just reload. Like it, it's. I guess it's not a nerf, but it's it like trying to reload to full with it feels weird um, and long, obviously. But uh, yeah, um, still nice to get get those other buffs for Ash. Uh, I'd, I'd say this is a a pretty pretty good patch overall. Overall, Blizzard's just been doing a very good job with this game most recently. Um, and we have more pieces of news, Joe, to, sh- to show that. First of all, Echo, both these pieces of news came today. Echo Absolutely. is going live April 14th, next week. Um, next Tuesday? Yes. Uh, yeah. Which means she'll hit the Overwatch League in um, two weekends. Oh, that's going to be so excited. 25th so and 26th of April. Yeah. I'm so excited. I am so excited. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited to play Echo. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if she gets any more changes before she hits live, but I doubt it. Um, I, I'd imagine that if there are any changes, they'll be in that patch and we'll see them there. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. On PTR. So. Uh, yeah, that'll be exciting. And then they also announced today that there is a new hero pool procedure. They have finally lined up everything for hero pools, Overwatch League, um, competitive, in-game, just everything is is lined up. They will announce it. It'll so it'll be based off of competitive ladder now, not Overwatch League. Um, for Overwatch League, Every, all of them will be based off competitive ladder. Uh, and that'll be picked. It seems like it'll still be picked in the same style. We haven't got word on it exactly. Like you mean like with a draw? Um, or at least announced on Watchpoint in some but way. Yeah, that might be. I think because based on the announcement they were talking about, they were going to use um, an algorithm was the word they used. So it makes mm-hmm. me think that it is going to be automated. Okay. Um, but because yeah. they've got to, you know, feed in all the player data and stuff. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's big. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this is what everyone the big first biggest complaint about hero pools was. Oh, why is competitive a completely different hero pool? Like even I mean, especially for the pro players who like are scrimming all day with a certain hero pool and then go play ladder and like, oh, I've been practicing Arissa all week, but I can't because she's banned when I go to ladder. Um, so. That is huge news for pro players, but also huge news for um, people who watch the league because now that they now they can line up their strategies with the pros. Not really though, because um, because the pool will be happening for for us normies all week, and then we'll watch them play it on Saturday and Sunday, and then the pool will completely change. So I did see people rejoicing at that, and I was like, well, not really. <laughs> um, Unless they switch it to like two weeks eventually, but for now it's still one week. Yeah. Um, and then another huge announcement, which I love, is map pools are dead finally. <laughs> um, and the one reason map pools went in to play in the first place was everyone hated Paris and Horizon. So they were like, okay, well, we'll get rid of map pools and we'll get rid of Paris and Horizon. Um, they were like, yep, yeah, uh, no more map pools. And yet we hear you. Paris and Horizon suck. We'll fix them. And they are out of competitive play until they fix them. So, yeah, I, I don't see anyone complaining about this. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's also 
you know, pretty big too. Just um, you know, the last map rework we saw was Horizon Lunar Colony, uh, and now it's it's getting a, a second <laughs> second uh, facelift. So I I assume they'll do Paris first, partly for that reason. But uh, you know, either way, it's always exciting to see uh, like what they might end up throwing at us next. Yeah, I'm excited. I I don't know if you saw the Reddit post like. That was basically like, oh, uh, according to Jeff for Overwatch 2, like this is a chance for them to change something really drastic about the game. What do you guys want to change? And almost every reply was just get rid of 2CP. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's clearly at the top of the list for a lot of players. They don't like 2CP. I've seen people like Anubis. I've rarely seen people like I, everyone hates Paris. Everyone hates Horizon. Uh, I've seen some people like False Gaia, and then some people hate it. Um, so it's just like all over the place. Personally, I do like Anubis and I like Hanamura, but I, I'm not a fan of the other ones. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, I think also from what I've seen, I think Push could easily be the best game mode um, from what we've seen so far. I went back and rewatched a bit of Push, I think a couple weeks ago because I remembered it was a thing, and I. I <laughs> I was like, this this game mode has the a potential not only to be fun to play, but f- very fun to watch in Overwatch League um, with like some insane like I'm, I'm just looking for like last second pushes, you know, where like one team pushes it all the way to the end of the map and then like overtime hits and the other team like wins a fight and then has to push it like all the way to the other side and they're able to do it somehow. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be nuts. I think that'll the, be the back calves coming out from that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you could easily back cap it. And I think the idea of like a mirrored map where it's like the same on both sides is like super easy to balance too. So I think yeah. that I think that makes it more desirable. So I mean, I, they've, they've done it before too on like control and stuff. So yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think I'm excited for that. I, I'm also based off that post, I was like, yeah, they could change something big in Overwatch too. And I think everyone's talking about it right now because of all the people retiring because of Valorant, of course. You're living under a rock if you don't know that Valorant just came came around and closed beta and everyone's retiring and the world's ending for Overwatch. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it'll be interesting going forward. It seems like Blizzard is, is willing to make changes a lot quicker now, which is great. That's what we've all asked for. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about those pieces of news before we move on to week 10? Um, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, so just, you know, think about timeline this week. Uh, this weekend is nothing for Overwatch League other than week 10. Uh, week 11 is uh, this new live patch. And week 12, uh, like about almost halfway through the season. Uh, so we get uh, Echo thrown in. That'll be very good. Very fun. Um, well, if you didn't know who was banned this week, I guess we'll lead off with the week 10 bands and that's Ana Diva, Sombra, and Reaper. Um Hitscan Rejoice, Diva's gone. Uh yeah. so and Sombra's gone, which is also a nice um nice for Hitscan too. They don't want to get flanked by that Sombra. Uh so yeah, we get probably to see a bunch of Hitscan this week, which is nice. We've got some games to pick here for you and I think we do we have both Philadelphia games? Yeah, because Philadelphia has a pretty crazy week this week. Yeah. 
Um, but I, as far as picks go, if you've been following along on our Twitter, um, I think I caught up to Joe a little bit this week, although he is still in the lead uh, by one now. You did, yeah. We're we're sort of um, in a competition for we do four picks four picks a week. So yeah, we had um, um, I believe I had Chengdu over Shanghai last week, so I lost that one, um, and neither of us picked. What did neither of us pick? Yeah, uh, n- neither of us picked Dallas over Valiant. That was the other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I it's went three, went three and four, one. Yeah, you've got 14 points. I got 15 out of 27 instead of 28 because there was that week that they changed the matches on us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully they don't change this week's matches, but we got two Philadelphia matches here. The first one is a rematch against Paris. The only team Philadelphia has lost to so far, the Paris Eternal. They get a rematch this week against them. Um, Joe... Do they do they get their revenge, or does Paris just show them up again and say, "Hey, yeah, we're one of the top teams in the league this year"? Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty hard to pretty hard to bet against a Philly who can actually play uh, to Carpe's strengths. Uh, you, you know, like I said, we saw them on the tour going this past week, uh, but I'm sure we're not. Um, I'm sure that's not going to be the case uh, this upcoming week. Um, and you know, if, if we can have that kind of success. Uh, I like Kansas City again. Yeah, I would be surprised if uh, Paris is actually able to take this um, off of again what we've been saying is like a really um, pretty dominant team. Yeah, um, the thing, and I'm just like thinking about like I, I take Hero Pools into account, of course, and I think the band Heroes this week. There's like no, no team is like oh they're only good if they have a diva on their team. Like no one's run Somber Reaper on a diva. Like no team is like you know, like only good at those heroes or something. Um, So I I feel like it's barely going to make a difference this week. Um, It's just going to be who, which team can adapt better. And I do, I do now that Philly's added Hisu, I think they're, the teams have changed a little bit since they last played. I have to go Philly here against Paris. I do think they get revenge. I think they win this time. Uh, I still think it'll be very close. Um, we have the return of Vancouver. We haven't seen them in a very long time. Uh, and they are coming back to play. And they're in, they're in Korea now, of course. So they're playing the Guangzhou Charge. I think the Guangzhou Charge are 2-2 two and two now, I believe. I believe they were 1-1 both weeks. I think we're so, predicting the Chengdu match, though. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad, my bad. I yes, mean, they are, play, are. they are playing the Guangzhou Charge. Yes, I would rather predict the Chengdu game. So thank you for correcting me. <laughs> Chengdu Vancouver Titans. Uh, Wrecking Ball is back for Amon this week, so uh, they're not going to be missing anything out there. Um, Joe, who do you have in this match? Of course, Chengdu have to bounce back from a tough week uh, against a team like the Titans. It's true, yeah. It's not going to be easy. Um, uh, Yeah, I think this is uh, perhaps the the less uh, controversial uh, pick that I'll make this week um, is yeah at least um, you know granted we haven't seen them at all uh, yet this season but I'm going going Vancouver over Chengdu here um, it'll be great to see them back um, you know see what they've been able to pull out in the off season but uh, uh, you, you know maybe we get surprised who knows maybe they've been maybe they've been playing Minecraft for a long time but 
uh, you know, it's uh, we, we just kind of kind of see how it goes. But um, if I were a Chengdu fan, I wouldn't cross my fingers. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going. Or I wouldn't hold. Too. I wouldn't hold my breath. That's the phrase. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going Vancouver too. I'm only down one to you, Joe. So, like picking opposite of you is also a ri- like it's a risk. I might go down two. I, I've it's got true. a lot of I've got a lot of weeks to catch up here. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay smart. Uh, and I'm gonna go Vancouver. Uh, we're picking the other Philadelphia match this time. Philadelphia is facing Atlanta on Sunday. Another tough match for them. Um, I don't know if Philly's played Atlanta yet. I don't think they have. So this will be a first. Uh, Atlanta looked a little bit shaky um, at the start of the season. I still think people think they're pretty dang good, though. Um, So it'll be a tough match for Philadelphia. Do they pull off uh, both wins, in your opinion, Joe? Yeah, Atlanta's shakiness, uh, obviously a a 3-1 loss to Paris Eternal. Uh, but there are other there are other three matches. They've only played four so far. Uh, were three O's over Toronto, Boston, and Florida. But still, uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, I think uh, you know this may. Uh, I'm sure it will be much. Uh, how am I going to qualify this? I, I think it will be closer than um, Philly Paris. Uh, I think that's fair to say. Uh, but you know. I'll let my let my personal biases come in. Whatever, um, uh, I think it's. Uh, I'm still comfortable giving this to Philly. Uh, also, that it's uh, it's, it's going to be a good match. But uh, again, I think particularly if they're uh, if this ends up being a good week for Philly, that's it's going to be really hard for uh, that difference to be made up. Yeah, I think Philly continues their hot streak. I am just so impressed by this team. I'm going Philly. Locking it in. Let's see if we may have a different pick on this last one. San Francisco Shock, LA Gladiators. We got to see the Shock get some revenge on the Valiant. Is it their turn to get revenge on the Gladiators, who also beat them um, now two weeks ago? Um, I mean, it just has me, as a Gladiators fan, I've got some PTSD from from last season when they kind of just dominated the the Gladiators after that first loss to them. Um, But... Do they think that? Do you think they do it again here, Joe? This is—they don't play any other matches this week. They're both focused on each other. Uh, is it—is it a revenge tour for the for the shock here? Yeah, this is what I'm, I really wish uh, you would pick first, but <laughs> but it's my job. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, the question is: Do uh, do I make you pick the upside or do I take it? Um, uh, I did consider it. In fact, my my first draft of this graphic that I'm making uh, it has me taking uh, Gladiators over over San Francisco. But I think I'm going to make the safe pick here. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll make you uh, make you pick the upset if you want to. But uh, we give the edge here to San Francisco. But I think it's probably even um, the closest of these four matches we've looked at, uh, or at least it has the potential to be. Yeah, I'm going to go LA. I'm gonna go LA. I'm I'm st- I'm I'm sticking with my guts here. We're going Gladiators. It was a close game uh, two weeks ago. I think I st- I think LA can do it again. Um, and if if LA wins this one, it, I think it proves something. Uh, the first one, it could be a fluke. The second one, like it, it proves something. So I think they're gonna come out there and try to prove something. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for our picks this week. We got one different pick, so we'll see if I catch up to Joe. If we got a tie game going into next week, uh, but yeah, that was episode eighty, Joe. Unless you have anything else to say, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, we got we got more matches, and it's uh, coming more consistent now, so that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice to actually uh, be back. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that was episode 80 of On the Flank. If you want to follow us on our personal Twitters, mine's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. You can follow our show Twitter at On the Flank Show to see, to, to keep up with our picks, um, as well as power rankings, other stuff like that. You can tweet at us. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com. If you uh, have any corrections you want to make or any questions, topics you want us to talk about. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co, my personal YouTube channel. That's John George. You're most likely going to find that via my Twitter. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and enjoy another week of the Overwatch League.